Well, good afternoon. How's everybody doing? Did you guys miss me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to say? No. <laughs> Bring Pastor Sharon back. <laughs> oh, she's right there. But no, it's good to be back. Good afternoon. It's good to see everybody. This is round two, so I got a little more warmed up. For those of you who don't know, uh, I was away for a month-long sabbatical. So uh, I snuck in the back a couple times. I don't know if that's cheating exactly, but... I was here. So, but it is really good to be back. It's good to see you guys. And just especially amazing to worship together. This one, actually, I had said, I had said uh, Shiloh came into my office in between services, our daughter, and she said, how was it for service? I said, it was good. I said, I really enjoyed, it was good to worship again. She looked at me, she said, you mean to tell me you didn't worship God for the last month, Dad? I said, well, no, I worshiped. I just meant like worshiping with everybody. So... It was really good, really good. And didn't the team do an amazing job today just leading us in the presence of God? It was so good. So I've got a word for you guys. I'm excited to jump in. A couple things first. I do need to start by saying a huge thank you. Uh, first and foremost, I have to say thank you to my amazing wife who held things down for the last month. And she... Uh, she, and she kind of shielded me most of the time, like not in a bad way, like from bad things, but just kind of was trying to hold it down. But I know she did an amazing job. I also need to thank our team. Our staff did amazing. Just our volunteer teams. Um, I want to thank our board of directors because not every pastor gets support to do something like what I was able to do. And I want to thank you as a church family. Because, you know, sometimes pastors are afraid, like, if I go away for a month, nobody's going to come to church. People are just going to be like, now, that's a little self-serving, isn't it? You're kind of like, if I don't show up, nobody's going to come to church. But pastors worry about those kind of things. And sometimes people, it gets ingrained to you. You know, if you're not there, people think it's not important that they come or, you know, all this kind of stuff. But you know what? I just kept hearing amazing updates of just God was doing, the momentum that was happening. So I was excited to come back. I even said to my wife, I leaned over first service. I said, wow, this is a really great first service crowd. And she looked at me, she said, yeah, it's been like this all month, like all January. And then she's like, oh, right, you weren't here. So it was just been good, but it's awesome to be together and doing that. Uh, and I'm just really thankful. I had a wonderful time uh, just focusing on pouring into spiritual health, emotional health, physical health. And so I'm just very thankful and I'm excited hit, hit the ground running and get back into things. A um, couple of housekeeping things that I just want to mention. First off, it's been in the announcement reel for a while, but next week we have our first fruits offering for 2023. And so, amen, we can give God praise for that. That's an amazing opportunity. And so really what this is, is this is new to you. At the start of the year, we go through January seeking God. And then one of the things we do is we just pray about an offering that goes above and beyond our regular giving just to sow into where God wants to take us in 2023. And I said this in first service. I'll say it to you guys again. There's all kinds of fundraising things we could do around this offering. And I don't mean that's necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes you do a campaign and you kind of build some things up. But I just... For some of my heart, I just feel like just saying to you guys, hey, we have an opportunity to give, pray, and do God what God tells you to do. That's what just really matters. It's, uh, I'm not going to try and manipulate or kind of twist your arm. It's just this week, pray. If maybe you've been praying already, ask God, God, what do you want me to give? What can I sow into where God's taking us in 2023? How can, you know, what do you want me to do? And if all of us just obey God in it, then we're going to get where we need to go. Amen. And so now I've got a word next week I'm going to share with you. It'll kind of dovetail off the word I'm sharing today. Just even some things I believe God wants to say to us and do in our finances in 2023. But just let's seek God. Let's prepare an offering. And let's just have an amazing time next week. Secondly, I wanted to make sure to really emphasize connection groups. 
connection groups or small groups that we have. They meet virtually. Some are back in person, different nights of the week, different parts of the city and all over. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of people here involved in connections. But I want to encourage you, if you've not gotten connected, get connected. Sundays are amazing. I love being here. I missed it over the last month. But there's certain things that services like this are great for. There's other things, relationship, getting to talk and discuss and dig a little deeper. It's just, you can't do it well in this context. Connections are an amazing way to do that. And so we're going to be talking about connections all this month. And I want to invite you, if you haven't got connected, get connected. Now, real talks. One of the challenges we've been having with the growth we're experiencing as a church is we don't have enough connections. So you might go and look at the connection options. Just say, ah, there's not one that really works for me yet, or there's not one that fits my schedule. If that's you, don't just go, oh, well. But we want to ask you, we're going to have a spot online where you can sign up because we're actually getting ready to launch new groups. And so there might be an opportunity. If you let us know, hey, I'm interested, it's just, you know, this is kind of more my schedule. We'll talk with you, but it's going to be an opportunity to do that. So be involved in connections. And last but not least, I wanted to just give one last shout out because I'm really excited about this Thursday, the marriage course is starting. Pastor Jair and Norma are going to be leading the marriage course. And this is going to be amazing for any married couple, for engaged couples. It's going to be running over 14 weeks, seven, seven lessons every second week. Amazing opportunity just to grow in your relationship. So I want to make sure I give a pop out to that. But let's do this. Let's pray. And uh, we're going to jump into the word of the Lord for 2023. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity I have to share your word. Lord, I thank you for the word that you have for us in 2023. And I pray that I will be a vessel today that you can speak through what I say. And that everyone here, we will be challenged, we'll be encouraged, we will grow. And so we thank you for this, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. And everyone agreed, said, amen. Amen. Thank you, Mike. All right, so as promised, we've been building it up, but I want to talk to you about the word of the Lord that I believe he is speaking to us for 2023. I think as long as I've been preaching and done ministry, and I've been at this for a little while now, uh, coming into the new year, I've always kind of sought God, what are you saying for this year? What do you want to do? But over the last couple of years, and last year especially, we thought, let's get even more specific. Like rather than just something kind of general or just like a nice looking forward to the year message, let's actually ask God for a word for the year. And so last year, our word was deeper. And we just wove into so many different things. And I'm really thankful because I watched God take us deeper in so many ways. And I watched so many of you go deeper. I went deeper in 2022. And also I was praying and seeking God regarding the word for this coming year. Now, obviously, when you talk about having a word for the year, it's not the only thing we're going to preach or teach the entire year. It's not the only thing that's pertinent or relevant to the year. But it really is almost like a foundation for the year. It's, it's a central. It's almost like a hub for the year of what God wants to say and what God wants to do. And I really do believe God's given us a word and given me a word to share with you. So I want you to go with me to Luke 18, 1 to 8, and let's read together. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterward, he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, he was honest with himself, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? 
Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Everybody say, will he find faith on the earth? So family, without building up anymore, the word that I believe God is giving us for 2023 is this word, faith. Everyone say faith. We are living in very critical days. We are living in, I mean, you don't have to have a ton of discernment to look around at the world, to watch the news, to read the newspapers. I don't read the newspapers anymore. I read them online or whatever else it is, but you to look around and to not realize we are living in serious times. We are living in serious days. We are living in critical times. And even as I reflect on this passage, I'm reminded, and I believe for 2023, that a reality of eternity is so important for us in these days that we live in. And understanding that it's not just about the here and about now, but we are part of eternal kingdom, that what happens in this life affects eternity. You know, Pastor Jared was encouraging as well just during the transition time of what God's doing in us. There's people who need it. There's people around us that need to receive what God's doing. We can't just keep it for ourselves. But I believe in 2023, the Lord wants to lead us into a, a, a greater eternal reality. Understanding that, that there is a heaven to gain. There is a hell to shun, as the old preachers would say, that it's not just about what's happening here and now for me, but it really is about understanding the reality of eternity. The second thing that I see in this passage that impacts me as well, it says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, and I believe in 2023, God wants us to live with a greater awareness that Jesus is coming back. I believe God wants us to live with a greater awareness that he is returning when you read the New Testament, you see this throughout the New Testament, that the early church lived with an awareness of we're here and now, but also with awareness that Jesus is returning one day, that Jesus is coming back. And please hear me, I'm not here today to tell you I know when. I'm not here to tell you it's going to be in 2023, because the Bible says no man knows the day nor the hour. But when we live with an awareness of eternity, and when we live with awareness that Jesus is coming back, and there's some things connected to that, when he comes back, we're going to give an account to him, right? He's going to bring justice. There's going to be judgment when he comes. So that changes the way we live. And so that we would live with this reality of eternity and God will take us further in that in 2023. That we'll live with a greater awareness and revelation that Jesus is coming back. But what particularly stood out to me was it says when the Son of Man comes, it tells us here, he, and it says here, will he find faith on the earth? I want this to sink in because there's many things he could be looking for. And I'm not saying that this is the only thing he's looking for because obviously it's going to be multifaceted. But it's enough that the scriptures emphasize to us he's looking for faith. When Jesus returns, and I want to personalize this, I personalize this for myself. Will he find faith in me? When Jesus returns, will he find faith in you? When Jesus returns, will he find faith in Toronto City Church? Because he's looking for faith and I believe that 2023 is a year of faith. Everyone say faith. 2023, family, is a year to grow in your faith. 2023 is a year to walk by faith. 2023 is a year to stand in faith. 2023 is a year to live by faith. And 2023 is a year to keep the faith. God is calling us to be people of faith. 
And it's not optional. Please hear me today. I'm going to be challenging you. I'm going to be encouraging you. This word is very strong on my heart. It's not just a nice message. Oh, yeah, it'd be nice if you have time. No, in the days that we are in and the days that are coming, we need to know how to be people of faith. And we need to walk by faith. And one of the things I've learned about being a person of faith is if you wait till the battle or the challenge comes to start trying to build yourself in faith, you're already going to be too late. You've got to build yourself in faith before it comes so you're ready when it comes. So God's saying to us, build yourself in faith. God's saying to us, be a people of faith. God says, and, and essentially, I love the Lord does this. I was chewing on and preparing for this message. And uh, Cindy Jacobs released a word. She sends out words like once a month. And uh, we're, we're very blessed. My wife and I were actually just commenting. I can't remember if it was this morning or yesterday. We've been very blessed. She's actually been a mentor to Pastor Sharon, and we've had good relationship. I can actually text her, and she'll text me back. You know, it's kind of with that. I, I don't do it very often because I'm not trying to, oh, Mama Cindy, Mama Cindy, you know, but every once in a while. But, but here's the word she released because I thought it was so important. So hear this word. She said, hello, I hope you're doing well. She just puts this out. She kind of records a video, and then they write it out too. We are in a changing of seasons right now. If you read our prophetic word for 2023, this is going to be both a bountiful year and a year of turmoil. Nor do we see this mix coming, but the Lord has spoken to us as prophets out of Psalm 23 that it's time for the table of the Lord. Everybody say Psalm 23 for 2023. It's time for the table of the Lord. Many prophets brought this word forward that he's preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies and that there is divine provision. I've been praying into this word personally. I've also had a vision from the Lord that Satan is coming to pressure you. I literally saw these giant hands coming down, grabbing hold of you and trying to squeeze your head. And the Lord is saying, the enemy is coming in like a flood, but trust me that I'm going to raise up a standard. In other words, I see the Lord ripping off the hands from your head and the anxiety and the pressure and the stress are coming off of you because it's been a stressful time. Along with that, the Lord says, I'm training you for battle. I'm training you how to walk in a new season. He says, like any time of military training, it's intense. Don't let the intensity of the season frighten you. I'm going to harden you through these difficulties so that you can navigate a new time in a new way. And I hear the Lord saying, even with the rising prices and inflation going on, I'm giving you a rising of faith. Trust me for increase. You are not meant to decrease, but to increase. I'm going to give you faith for the times and faith to overcome the challenge of the times. So this is the picture. The enemy's pressuring you. The hands of the Lord are bringing them off so you can think more clearly. And then she just closes saying, that's a good word. I took it for myself. I've taken, you take it too. God bless you. Here's the line I want you to see from this. And there's a lot we could unpack. I'm going to give you a rising of your faith. Trust me for increase. You are not meant to decrease, but increase. I'm going to give you faith for the times and faith to overcome the challenge of the times that you are in. God's going to give you faith for the times. God's going to give you faith for the challenges. And family, you know, over this year, I've just been meditating, praying a lot, even over the time that I'm away. We're going to have some real conversations. We're going to have some real conversations about the seriousness of the times that we're in. We're going to have some conversations about the challenges that we're facing. But the danger is, and what I want us to guard against, is sometimes you can get so focused on the challenges and so focused on, oh, how bad it is and how hard it is, you can almost get into a place of discouragement. But God's saying, no, I'm giving you faith so you can overcome. I'm giving you faith for the times. Come on, somebody say faith. 
God is giving us faith for the times and faith to overcome the challenges of the times. And so what I want to do today is I want to take a few moments to encourage you because what I love about this word faith is faith is a bit like a diamond or like a jewel, the word. It actually has different angles and different edges to it. I could ask you, what is faith and what does faith mean? And I could get a number of different answers from the room and they could all be right. Because there's so many biblical concepts that are like this, there's just so much depth and so much richness to it. And there's so many different ways that the Lord would have us to look at it and see it. And so what I want to do is I want to talk to you about three different facets or three different ways of looking at this diamond of faith for 2023 that I believe God would be speaking to us. First, let's go to 1 Peter 1 verse 7. And 1 Peter 1 verse 7 says this, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The first facet of faith that I want to encourage us in this afternoon is the facet of faith that's simply this. When you say faith, you can very easily be speaking about your relationship with God. Yo, we'll use it and talk about this way. I, I want to share my faith with somebody. What am I sharing with them? I'm sharing about my relationship with God. I'm sharing about my walk with God. I can see that when he talks about, when, when Peter talks about here, so the genuineness of your faith. He's talking about their relationship with God, their walk. He's talking about that. And so family, the first place I want to start is when you talk about faith, it speaks of what you believe and whom you believe in. So when God's saying to us, this is a year of faith, number one, first and foremost, above all other things, it is a year to go grow and to move forward in your relationship with God. It is a year to go deeper in that intimacy with him. It is a year to grow and move forward in your walk with him. I love this in 2 Timothy 1 verse 12, Paul said this, he said, this is why I suffer as I do, but I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. Come on, can I say that again? I know whom I have believed. This is a year for faith. This is a year for knowing whom you have believed. And Paul was talking here and he said, listen, I'm suffering. He was going through a very difficult time while writing this letter. There was a persecution against the church happening and he'd been in prison. So he's writing this letter from prison. He says, yeah, I'm suffering. But he says, but I know whom I believed. And family, God is calling every one of us to move forward to grow in knowing whom we believe. That's the foundation of everything else. Where is your faith in God in 2023? So many of us live off the faith of others too often. Now, it's not bad when you start. A little child or a little baby, they will live off their parents. Their parents feed them. Their parents care for them. Their parents watch over them. But as they mature and as they grow, they need to begin to feed themselves. As they mature and grow, they need to begin to stand for themselves. And so in this element, it's not necessarily a bad thing in certain seasons of your life to live off the faith of others. But God is calling, the, especially those who are in that place where maybe we've been dependent on someone else's relationship with God, somebody else's walk with God. God's saying, I'm calling you higher. I'm calling you to go forward. I'm calling you to know in whom you have believed. Do you know in whom you have believed today? Is your work 
worship an outflow of that intimacy and that relationship with God? Is it a flow today or is it just going through the motions? Because going through the motions are not going to be sustainable in the days that are coming. But those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. If we're going to be people of faith in 2023, we need to be people who know in whom we have believed. Come on, somebody declare it with me. Say, I know in whom I have believed. And then keep getting to know him and get to know him better in every season and every situation. And so we see that, that we know in whom we believed, but also there's this element of knowing what you believe and why. Can I ask you a question today? As a Christian, obviously knowing most of us in here are, if not all of us, and if you're not, you're welcome to become one. Do you know what you believe? Do you know why you believe it? See, it's so important if we're talking about faith, we know in whom we believed, but I believe the Spirit wants to speak to us in a deeper way of 2023 of knowing what we believe and why we believe it. Family, it is so key in the days that are coming. We need to be rooted and grounded in truth. We need to be rooted and grounded in the scriptures. We need to know what we believe and why we believe it. We need to have sound doctrine in our lives. Now, doctrine's a word sometimes that doesn't get thrown around a lot, but it really just means what you believe. And many believers, many Christians don't know what we believe and why we believe it. And so here's the problem with it. That's fine when everything's good, but when attacks come, when the enemy comes, when deception comes, if you don't know what you believe and why you believe, you are so easy to pick off. If you don't know what you believe and why you believe, you can be so easily pulled into deception. And in the days that we're coming into, the enemy is moving to deceive. He is wanting to bring deception. But God is raising up a people who know in whom they believed, but also know what they believe and why they believe it. I've preached about this before, but I remember hearing an interview or I was listening to someone preach and talk about the interview. I don't remember exactly where it started, but they were looking, they were talking about an expert in currency. And this gentleman was an expert in, in, in identifying what was real currency and what was, you know, fake. What was fake money. And so the assumption, they may say, oh man, you must spend all kinds of time just, you know, studying forgery. You must spend all this different time studying forgery. He's actually, he said, I don't do that at all. He said, I spend all my time studying the real money. Study how it feels. Study what it looks like. Study the edges of it. Because then when I touch something that is fake, I know it's fake. Why? Because I've spent so much time with the original. Guys, in the same way, we don't need to run around and try and study this and figure that out. Just spend so much time with the original. Spend so much time with the word. Spend so much time with truth that when you come across something that's a fake, you will know it. You might not even be able to explain it right away, but in your spirit, just the texture of it, you go, no, this is not right. Something's not right here. Maybe you got to go and research and figure it out a little bit, but you know it's not right. Why? Because you've been grounded in truth. Faith is knowing what we believe and why we believe it. And there's too many believers that are weak in this area, and God's calling us to bolster ourselves, to strengthen ourselves. Let me read you another verse. 2 Timothy 1.13 says this. Uh, well, actually, I'm going to jump in. He said, follow the pattern of sound words that you've heard from me in faith and in love that are in Christ Jesus. That word, sound words, sound doctrine. 
Paul's saying, listen, know in whom, and those two verses are back to back. I know in whom I believed, but he also knew what he believed and why he believed it. You know, we can even take an we're, we're a spirit-filled church, a charismatic church, whatever language you want to use. And sometimes the knock against churches that are our flow is that there's not a soundness in the word. There's not a soundness in doctrine. Guys, let's not fall into that trap. But let's be a church that is filled with the spirit, but also a church that is grounded in the word. Amen. Let's be a church that knows what we believe, why we believe it. And yeah, sometimes it's not glamorous and it's not what, oh, I want a new teacher. No, get just real good at knowing this is doctrine and this is what I believe. Why? Because when the enemy comes with deception, when the enemy comes to try and pull you away, you have already been so grounded in what God said. He can't catch you with it. And yeah, sometimes you got to dig deeper. You're going to have to wrestle with some things. You may have to wrestle with some questions that it's easier just to push away. But get deep in the word of God because that's part of faith for 2023. Come on, everybody say faith. So that's the first asset. The first, the first asset of what we're talking about. The first facet of what we're going into. But let me take you now to number two. And I want you to go with me to Hebrews 11 verse 1. Because this is the second facet of faith that I believe is just as important. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says this, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So there's first and foremost an element of faith family that is knowing in whom we believed, our relationship with God. There's a second element of faith of knowing what we believe and why we believe and God wants us to be grounded in that. But there's a third element of faith where we choose to stand on and believe God's word and his promises in our everyday life. I remember a cousin of ours, a good friend, Kenneth Estrada, was preaching one time about faith. He just simply said, faith is this, guys. He said, faith is believing God. I remember when he said it, it was so simple, but it just hit me. Because God is calling us in 2023 to be people who believe him and who stand on his promises. 2023 is a year for us to move forward in that. Matthew 9, 27 to 31 says this. And as Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Now watch this. What, what a strange question in one level for Jesus to ask. He calls them in. He says, do you believe? Well, Jesus, of course they believe. Why else would they be crying out to you and following you? But he still wanted them to affirm their faith even that moment. He said, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. And they touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them, see that nobody knows about it. And they went away and spread his frame throughout the entire district. So they failed test number one right off the top. Jesus said, don't tell anybody. But I'm like... I'm going to ask Jesus about this one day. But Jesus, how would you expect them not to tell anybody? I can see what happened. (laughs) Right? It's just like everybody's going to kind of notice the blind guy can't see anymore. And they're like, what happened to you? Well, you know, just uh, like, how were you supposed to keep that under wraps? But I don't know. Jesus, I'm going to ask Jesus that one day. But here's what was so stood out to me is, is he said to them, and it's interesting because so who, who had the power to heal? Who had the power to heal here? Jesus, right? It's not your question. Don't worry. I'm not going to. Gotcha. Jesus had the power to heal. And yet he said to them, it's going to be according to your faith. Now, some people take that too far and they start talking about putting faith in faith. That's not, it still was his power that healed, but it was their faith that connected to the power 
Guys, this year, God has so much power available for us. He has so much power available for you, but he is looking for people of faith who are going to believe him to do the impossible. He's looking for people of faith who are going to believe him to overcome. He's looking for people of faith who are going to believe him for provision. He's going to be looking for people of faith who are going to believe him for breakthrough. He's looking for people of faith who are going to believe him for a turnaround in family relationships. He's going to looking for people who are going to believe him for children who are prodigal coming home. Jesus is looking for somebody who's going to believe him. And in 2023, will we be people of faith who say, yes, I believe, who say, I choose to believe you. I believe your promises. I believe your word no matter what. See, what gets us sometimes, and it's an important balance because there's so many things. God, God does not like an unjust balance. It tells us that in Proverbs. So we often get ourselves in trouble in doctrine and teaching is we're right, but we just get too far off to one side. We don't get the counterbalance that's proper. And so what happens for some people is we just have this impression, well, God just is in control of everything and God's sovereign. So if he just wants it to happen, it's just going to happen. Now, is God sovereign? Definitely. Is God all powerful? Yes. Control of everything? I mean, we can discuss that and debate some of the elements of that because he chooses, but he could be. He's God. But what if the, what if the, uh, what if the blind men had just sat there and said, well, if God wants us to be healed, Jesus will just come over here and he'll heal us and we'll be healed. They wouldn't be healed. They would just sit there, well, if God wants it to happen, I guess it's just going to happen. No, there's God, what God wants, but he calls us to partner with him. He calls us to respond in faith. They found out Jesus was coming. They got up and they followed him. You know how hard it is to follow somebody when you're blind? Right? Like, that's dangerous. You ever been walking in the dark and ran into something? Right? I have to watch myself. We got an unfinished basement, but I got my man cave set up in the unfinished basement. They got these poles that kind of hold things up. And sometimes if it's dark and I don't feel like turning the lights on, I'm trying to walk back up the stairs. I got to make sure I don't run into the pole. Right? How hard is it to fall? But they got up. They followed him even though they were blind. They cried out to him. Then they went to the house. Then they said, I want to be healed. See, there's God's part, but then there's our part. And sometimes we miss out on what God has because we're just sitting waiting for him to do everything and we're not going to do our part. It's not to take away from his part and his power. That's what we need. We can't make it happen by ourselves. But our faith is a response to God's power and God's word. And this is a year for you to take the promises of God. This is a year for you to take the word of God. This is a year for you to take those things that God said to you. And maybe it's been over years and it just never seemed to happen. Time to dust it off in 2023. Get that word out. Get that promise out and say, I'm going to believe God. I trust God. I'm not going to be, I'm not just going to sit around and be a victim and just go, well, I guess if it's going to happen, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to believe him. Come on, somebody say, believe God. So that's faith as well for this year, that we would believe him. Let me just, a few more verses here. You know, I, I love this. There's, there's something about being around people who believe God. You ever, you ever notice that? Like, I just love getting around people who believe God. Because there's this can-do attitude. There's this positivity. Right? Because you get around people, and I've been both sides of the coin. There's people who don't believe God, and they're just down, and nothing's going to work, and it's not going to happen. I don't know what you, I'm trying to get away from them. Because it's like, you're going down, and you're dragging me with you. But you know, you get around someone with a spirit of faith. 
Like I can think of times with my wife where I'm just really discouraged about something. Right? But you know, she's a woman of faith. She'll just say something to me. Or one time, I, I mean, I've told this story before. I think I was there and I was just kind of grappling with some of the things that are happening. You know, kind of grappling. You know, one day I could go to prison for preaching certain things in the scriptures. Like we're getting closer to there. And I was really feeling sorry for myself. So I said something to my wife. I said, I have to go to prison. I want her to rub my back. You know, it's okay, babe. And she looked at me. She said, so go to jail then. I'm like, but you know what? You need some people in your life who are going to be like that. But you know what it did, actually? She, I mean, she don't want me to go to jail. I mean, she'll miss me, I think. Right? But, no, I know she'll miss me. But <laughs> I just played. But, but here's the whole point. It injected faith into my heart. Right? I, I remember one time, I can just think of another example of Dawn. I think we were in a board meeting. And we were grappling with some big things. I can remember Dawn just said, well, God will provide. You know, it wasn't kind of a flipping. You know, some people like God will provide and really they're saying you're going to pay for it. You know, they just kind of, but it was just in that moment, it was just, I went, yeah, you're right. God's going to provide. See, we want to be around, but rather than just being around people, why not be that person of faith that people want to be around? Right? Why not be that person of faith who says, yeah, there's a giant, but I don't think he's too big to take down. I think he's too big to miss. Right? Who says, yeah, there's a mountain, but Jesus said that mountain can move. Right? That we, and I'm not just talking about being like, oh, weirdly positive. I'm talking about becoming so convinced about what God has said and so convinced of his promises that that's where you live from. Right? Because too many of us are Christian atheists. What do you mean? We say we're Christians, but we live like God doesn't exist because we always depend on ourselves anyways. Right? We don't, what do you believe in God for? Oh, I don't know. Right? We, we talk the problem. Right? We talk the problem. We talk how hard it is, how difficult it is, everything else. And you wouldn't even know. But did God say no? Come on. Believe me. And you know, I was feeling this in first. I want to encourage you guys. I feel like there's just a grace today. Some of you just need to draw a line in the sand and just say, you know what? I believe God. Right? Finances are tough. I believe God. I'm not going to argue about it anymore. I'm not going to. Some of you need to stop submitting certain prayer requests and just say, I believe God. It is finished. Now, I know some of you think that's bad, Pastor. How do you just say stop? I'm not saying don't have prayer, but some of us are just prayed for the same thing, and our prayers are just doubt and unbelief, and oh, I don't know if God's going to do it. Listen, settle it. Either God's God or he's not. If Jesus is on the throne or he's not, make a decision and say, this is where I stand, and I'm not backing down. Right? This is where I stand. And then there's other things. You still get prayer and get ministry, and I'm not trying to be where. But, but like, sometimes it's just enough. Come on, prophetical preach somebody. It's enough. Like, just stop it. Right? Just make a decision you believe God. Take your stand of faith and watch what God does. Because James said, if you're double-minded, you're unstable in all your ways. You're cast to and fro like a wave. And you should expect to receive nothing from God. I'm like, James slash Holy Spirit, that's harsh. But that's what he said. So stop being wishy-washy, take a stand of faith, get the promises that God has said, and just settle it. You'll sleep better, life will be better, and you'll watch God come through in your life anyways. Amen? Come on, somebody say faith. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at him and said, with man this is impossible, with God all things are possible. Come on, with God all things are possible. Come on, with God all things are possible. 
Uh, but how to get a house in Toronto? With God, all things are possible. Come on, how's my family ever going to become Christians? With God, all things are possible. The doctor said this is incurable. With God, all things are possible. Come on, who's going to stand up and declare, with God, all things are possible? Yeah, but I had a friend and it didn't work for them. With God, all things are possible. And then Matthew 9, 23, and Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. See, because sometimes you're going, well, it's impossible with God, but how do I get that in my life? Believe. Believe. Come on, somebody say believe. 2023 is a year to believe God. You ever notice many of our brothers and sisters in Christ in different parts of the world, often where it's more difficult, see so much more moving, moving of the power of God than we do? You know why? I don't want to have all the answers. I don't pretend I understand, but here's what I say. You can get by without it. They can't. They have no choice. We can fall back on the social credit, you know, like the social system. This will cover. This will take care of. We can do this. We can do that. And so we don't really need to, so we never grow in our faith. I'm not, I'm not against doctors and systems, all these things. Go in faith to that stuff, but build your faith. Build up your faith. So for some of you, Okay, I really got to land this plan. For some of you, you've had a shield of faith in your life. Some of you, especially some of uh, our saints who've been, you know, you've been walking with the Lord for a while. You've had teaching on faith. You've, had, you've, you've understood some things of faith. And God's saying to you, it's time to dust off the shield of faith. He's saying, it's time to pick it back up. It's time to move back forward with it. It's time to, to get back into it. Because, you know, you kind of go through different seasons and you grow in different areas. God says, it's time to pick up your shield of faith. And then for some of us, especially I can say, especially in the younger generation, because there's not been the same teaching on faith over this last season, you need to invest in growing in how to live by faith. And see, here's what I want to say to you. Somebody, okay, pastor, so you need to preach on it. Yes, I will preach on it, but you need to go get it yourself. Right? Don't just wait for a Sunday and a mess. Oh, it's the pastor's fault. He's not preaching on this. Listen, you have more opportunity to get more good teaching than anybody in history. So get out there. I mean, double check it with the wise leader so you don't get some weird YouTube teaching. But, you know, get out there and grow. It's there for you. Don't just sit there and say, oh, I'm hungry. Nobody's feeding me. Get up. Go to the kitchen. Get some food. Amen. All right. I love you. Praise God. Go get some food. Dust off shield faith. But for those of us, we need to learn what it means to live by faith. We need to understand the power of hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. I don't have a lot of faith. That's because you never hear the word of God. Right? You hear Netflix way more than you hear the Bible. That's why you don't have faith when the hard season comes. Amen. Come on. You guys can take it this morning. Amen. Right? That's what we're saying. I'm not, can I never listen to Netflix? I didn't say never listen to Netflix. Watch Netflix. You don't really listen to Netflix. You know what I'm talking about. But are you not in the word? Right? We got to be people of the word. We need to learn to believe we receive when we pray. Don't learn, don't believe when the answer shows up. You believe you receive when you pray and then the answer shows up. Right? That we understand the power of the words of our mouth. The power of life and death is in your tongue. And some of us, it's not the devil that is undermining our lives. It's the words we keep speaking over our life that undermines what God's doing in our life right now. The devil doesn't even need to take time. We keep sabotaging ourselves. Because we keep speaking the problem instead of speaking the word of God. You know what I'm saying? But see, this is stuff we learn and we grow in and we develop. Come on, somebody say faith. And so we're going to learn to live by faith. We're going to learn to walk by faith. 
This is a year for us to go deeper in faith. Some of you dust off that shield, and some of you, maybe this is new to you, God wants to give you that shield of faith that's going to quench every fiery dart of the enemy, that we would be people of faith. And forward. let's move into the third one, and then we're going to go in prayer before the Lord. So we've talked about number one, knowing in whom we believed. That's faith. Number two, knowing what we believe and why we believe it. That's faith as well. Number three, we are talking about, well, really, that's technically number one, those two things. Number two, we are talking about believing God. Standing on the promises and the word of God for your life. The third thing, though, is, is a very simple, but I think it's just as important. If we go to 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. I don't know who's on. Mike, yeah, okay, Mike's moving, good. I fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I have kept the faith. Everybody say, kept the faith. A little bit of context. This is the Apostle Paul writing. Many Bible scholars believe this is the last letter that he wrote. Um, it definitely was. He was in prison. He was writing to Timothy, who was going through a massive persecution that Nero had unleashed on the Roman Empire. And he's writing to him, but he's writing. I, I, this, this verse has always struck me. Because he's, he's writing at the end of his journey. And he says with full confidence, I fought the good fight. Guys, it's a fight. I wish when you became a Christian, everything just became perfect and easy and everything went well and you never had difficulties or challenges. It's a fight. But fight the fight. Like fight the fight. Right? Don't, 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 don't just, don't just be a victim. Right? Some of us just get beat up and oh, just get beat. No, fight the fight. Because it's a fight of faith. But learn to fight. It's going to be hard sometimes. It's going to be difficult. You're going to take some knocks. You're going to get some, some dents in your shield. Some things might hit you every once in a while, but make a decision. I'm going to fight the fight. I love it too because he said, I finished the race. Another beautiful metaphor. I was never a very good runner. I wish I was faster. I want faster and a better vertical, but white man can't jump. Such is life. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I, so I couldn't run the race, but, so I wasn't really fast, and I couldn't do long distance very well either. I just, I, just, I, I, was, I just was not good at running all, but I did learn this through basketball and training and everything else that I did, is that part of running a race, especially long race, you just got to keep running. You got to keep going. There's going to be times you don't feel like doing it, keep running. There's going to be times where it's hard, keep running. There's going to be times where you just feel like, I don't want to do this anymore, but you're never going to finish the race if you stop running. You've got to make a decision that I'm just going to keep running. And family, sometimes you're not, you're going to be in situations that's going to be hard. You're not, like, you know, sometimes we're standing in faith and we've got the right words and we know, you know, the verses and we're worshiping and we're great. Sometimes you're going through a battle and you feel like my helmet of salvation is about to fall off. My shield of faith, I don't know where it went. My belt of truth, I feel like my pants are going to fall down in a moment. You're just like, but you got to just make a decision. I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep going to church. I'm going to keep connecting with other believers. I don't care what you throw at me, devil. I'm not stopping running. I'm not, I might hobble. I might have to crawl, but I'm not going to stop. I'm going to get across that finish line. I'm going to finish the race. Right? We all like the other part. We stood really strong and firm, and I believe God. You know, sometimes it just doesn't work that as well. You're trying, but it's hard. Just keep running. Right? You just, I'm not stopping. I love this because he said, I finished the race and I've kept the faith. 
there's a picture here. It's funny, the Super Bowl's coming up. I'm not a huge football fan, but, you know, Super Bowl's really big. But I was reading this interesting ESPN article, and they're showing every Super Bowl championship ring ever created. And they're telling funny stories, like different stories about each ring, like one of the players. And it's amazing how many stories were about guys who, like, lost their ring. One guy left it in a a bathroom at a gas station. (laughs) Another guy lost it surfing. I'm like, why were you wearing it when you were surfing? And watch this. It was returned to him 40 years later. Because a lifeguard found it and then hid it in his closet and then died and his kid found it and found out who it was and returned it. So, so part of one guy he just said, he said, I don't wear it anywhere anymore. He said, I freaked myself out. I thought another guy like left it in the hotel room and realized halfway flying back from Hawaii to the mainland that he left his, you know, $200,000 ring in the hotel. I mean, it's just some crazy stuff, right? I, 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 I mean, especially me, I'm a little OCD. I would not do well with a ring like that. You can ask my, every minute I'd be like, where's the ring? Where's the ring? What happened to the ring? I'd be like, I think I lost the ring. Oh no, it's still on my finger. Okay, I'm good. Right? I just, it's just a little bit extra of that, but. But it was amazing because what I had a picture of, this is something that's valuable, and you watch what people went to to keep it. Here's what it is. Your faith is valuable. The devil wants to take it. You need to get a hold of it make sure you keep the faith. Life wants to take it. You need to get a hold of it and say, I'm going to keep the faith. There's some, some different things going on in the culture around us right now. And they want to try and steal your faith. You need to make a decision. I'm going to hold on to this. I am going to keep the faith. Come on, somebody say keep the faith. First Timothy 4 verse 1 says this. And we're going to finish on this. Says, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons. This is one of the things I've been thinking about over my break. I, like, I think the King James says doctrines of demons. That's like really powerful. I like that. It's like a nice ring. Doctrines of demons. But uh, I've really been praying because I've been saying, God, I don't want to depart from the faith. You might say, well, Pastor Brennan, you never depart from the faith. Well, Peter said that too. He said, I'll never deny you, Jesus. So maybe I want to be more humble instead of just automatically assuming I went. But I started thinking, I thought, man, I don't want my... My kids to depart from the faith. And I'm thinking, I don't want our, our church, I don't want anybody in Toronto City Church to depart from the faith. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to see anybody depart from the faith. See, because watch it, it's, it's interesting, because most of the time we look at, well, I just don't know how that would happen. Well, here's how it happens. It happens by deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, what is that? Well, a deceitful spirit is a spirit that deceives. That means you depart from the faith and you don't realize you have. It means you depart from the faith and you think you've been deceived into it. Come on, doctrines of demons, guys. You're not going to have Beelzebub the demon setting up his false doctrine class. Come to my false doctrine class so you can learn false doctrine. They don't work that way. But what about some of the things even swirling in our culture right now that has been crafted by the enemy to pull you away from faith? What do you need to make a decision? You need to make a decision. I need to make a decision. I believe 2023 is a year to get down and grounded and focused in no matter what, I'm going to keep the faith. 
I am going to keep the faith. Matthew 24, 10, Jesus said, and at that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. These are not the verses that we put on our fridge or on our screensaver or everywhere else. But these are verses we need to be heed, you know, take heed to. That we would pray and we would ground ourselves and we prepare ourselves and say, Lord, no matter what, I wouldn't turn away from the faith. 2023 is a year to keep the faith. 2023 is this to strengthen yourself, to steal yourself and say, God, prepare me so that no matter what, I will always keep the faith. If I'm persecuted, I will keep the faith. If I don't understand something that's happening in my life right now, I will keep the faith. If there's something I really, really prayed for and I really wanted, but it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. I will keep the faith. If certain things don't work out the way I thought, and I thought at 38 I'd be at this point in my life, but I seem to be over here. I'm not turning my back on Jesus. I am going to make a decision to keep the faith. If they threaten to take away my job, because real talks right now, if you stand for biblical values, it's starting to happen. I make a decision. I will keep the faith. If I have to go to prison one day, I will keep the faith. If I have to lay down my life at some point in the future, I will keep the faith. Why? Because there's this eternal reality, and I'm not just living for this moment, but one day I'm going to stand before Jesus Christ, or he is going to come back, and he's going to look at me and say, did you keep the faith? And family, I want to encourage you in this time, let's be people that set our hearts that we're going to keep the faith. And sometimes you just have to have a determination and you just have to say in your spirit, I'm not letting go. I'm not going to let go. It's going to be like Jacob, get a hold of it and say, I'm not letting go till you bless me. I'm keeping a hold and keeping the faith. And guys, please hear me today. You don't have to fight to keep the faith when everything's good and all the money's in the bank account and all the prayers seem to be answered. It's in the hard times that you have to keep the faith. But those are the times that matter where you say, Jesus, I'm holding on and I'm keeping the faith no matter what. Come on, somebody say keep the faith come on someone tell your neighbor you're going to keep the faith come on tell somebody else around you you're going to keep the faith come on just declare we will keep the faith and so in close, family, thank you for a little bit of extra time today. But let me bring this to a close. As people of faith in 2023, number one, we will know in whom we believed. And we will know what we believe and why we believe. Number two, we are people who will believe God in the middle of every circumstance and situation. Stop telling God how big the problem is and start telling the problem how big your God is. Step up in faith Let's see what God is going to do. And last but not least, let's set our hearts that we are going to keep the faith. Even when it's hard, we keep it. Even when we don't understand, we keep it. No matter what, we will be people that keep the faith. And you know what's amazing? Two more things in this. Number one, we don't have to do it by ourselves. Because we're a people of faith. So someday you might be like, oh, I can't keep the shield up anymore. That's why you need your brother and six next to you saying, come on, get that shield up. Or maybe they even have to come in with their shield for a little bit until you can get your win back and say, don't worry, I got you right now. I got you covered right now until you can get that shield back up. But if you're off on your own doing the Lone Ranger Christian thing, when one falls, there's no one to pick him back up. And here's the last thing. Who's the author and finisher of your faith? Looking unto Jesus. 
the author and the finisher of our faith. That's the last thing. If you leave this back, I, I got to do better in faith. No, just look to Jesus because he's the author. He's the finisher. He's the one who is going to do the work inside of each one of us. So let's close in prayer today. Here's what I want to ask. If you are saying, God, this year I want to be that person of faith. I want us to be people of faith. I just want you to stand up wherever you are. Raise your hands, Lord. We're going to pray over this and we're going to get out of here today. Just raise your hands. And please, sometimes it be positive peer pressure where everyone's like, oh, I don't want to sit down because I'm going to look unspiritual. No, if you don't mean it, don't stand up today. It's okay because you're on a journey and, and maybe it didn't quite resonate for you today, but I want this to be like a stand of faith. Just raise those hands, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you. We thank you for your word for 2023. God, that you've called us to faith, that you're looking for faith, that the just shall live by faith, and we stand in faith, and we have a most precious and holy faith, and Lord, I thank you for each one of us. Jesus, you're the author and the finisher of our faith. And I thank you for even authoring in us right now. You are writing a story of faith. You have your pen and you are writing it in our lives. And we just have to say yes to you every single day. And so we say yes to you. I pray over everyone in this place and we release an impartation that we will know in whom we believed. We will know what we believe and why we believe it. We will be people who stand on the promises of God and believe him for the impossible. And Father, I thank you that we will be people that keep the faith. God, that there's going to be a bulldog determination inside of each one of our hearts. No matter what happens, we will keep the faith. Empower us in that, Lord. We cannot do it in our own strength. But it's not by might, nor by power, but it's by your spirit. And we thank you for this, Lord. And so, Holy Spirit, I just pray and invite you to seal this as we bring this to a close today. I just feel, especially, there's some of you who have been back and forth. You've been wavering between two opinions just because it's been hard. It's not like you meant to. It's just it's hard to stand in faith. you got to, but today God is putting, I, I just saw this picture in first service. He's putting a backbone of steel into anyone who wants to receive it. That backbone to stand firm. I'm not going to bend my knee anymore to the circumstances, the situation, to what the enemy's doing. I'm standing. And Father, I thank you for just filling us with that. We thank you for 2023 being a year of faith, a year of believing you, a year of getting our roots down deep, having our house built on the rock instead of on the sand. Do this work in us, God. Why are you tuning in online? Just receive where you are right now. Holy Spirit's just working and moving right now because he is the author of faith. He's the finisher of faith. He's going to do it. It's his word. It's his promises. It's his power. But we just thank you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Shunday. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, if there's some people here who just feel really weak today, they feel like, like, okay, I hear this word, but I just have sorry. Father, we just pray even like that father prayed where Jesus said, all things are possible to believe. He said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. In other words, I'm doing my best to believe. I'm still struggling, but help my unbelief. Lord, that we can pray that. We just say, help me in this. And Jesus, you'll help us. You'll pull us up. You're not there judging us or angry at us because we don't have enough faith. You're taking us right. And you love that we're wanting to believe you. And so you come alongside of us and you pull us forward. And so we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Now, just with head bowed and eyes closed before I dismiss, I want to 
just ask, we're talking about faith, and the foundation of faith is knowing Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And I just want to ask, if there's anybody here and you say, I need to give my life to Jesus, or you say, I need to give my life back to him. Maybe you lost the faith. You didn't keep it. But you know, God's so good. He's not mad at you. He's like, come back. Come back home. I still got your room. There's, there's a place for you. And so we have some people who'd love to pray with you if that's you today. And so if you need to give your life to Jesus, give your life back to Jesus. Can you just raise your hand boldly wherever you are? Just if there's anybody who needs to give your life to Christ, about Christ. Okay, I see a hand there. Is anybody else today? Thank you. So Father, we just thank you for this day. I just want to say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you died. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin. I commit my life to you. Fill me. Free me. Forgive me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's what I ask. We're going to dismiss. Thank you guys for a little bit of the extra time today. Mind you, I've been watching online. I know you guys have been going long anyways, so can't blame me. I came back. I blame my wife's anointing. It was still here on the stage. It, no, I just laid her out. <laughs> so um, if you prayed that prayer or you know you needed to, we have some pastors and some leaders who are going to be at the front. Can you come forward? And we just want to pray with you and encourage you as you go. But we love you guys. Thank you for being here. Remember, First Fruits is next Sunday. Connections this week. It's our launch for the winter semester. Get involved. There's a bunch of classes, different things. The marriage course is starting this Thursday. It's an amazing opportunity to grow your marriage. And so let's reduce hmm? young adults. Oh, right. Sorry, I'm getting back in the swing of things. Friday, there's young adults social that's happening as well, too. So we got lots happening here. And my wife's telling me something else I need to say. Okay. Cap course, School of the Spirit, you're back there. Sorry, I'll get it back up to speed, okay? I'm just my first week back. Give me some love. All right. Cap course and School of the Spirit is in the back classrooms. Did I miss anything else or are we good? All right, we're good. God bless you guys. Love you. Let's be people of faith. Amen? Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. God bless.